the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Well, congratulations. You made it to the end of the work week. It's always tough right after the holidays. Got to get back into the swing of things. And that first Friday can't come fast enough. Uh, It's a good time to uh, collect ourselves and look back on a week that has been mm, very disappointing, really. (laughs) It's been tough to be a conservative in Columbus over the past week. The uh, Speaker of the House, who we thought was going to enact our agenda, because we do have a supermajority of Republicans in the Ohio House and Senate, uh, that Speaker got backdoored, backstabbed. And you say, well, that's a couple days ago, Bruce. Be over it. Well, I'm not over it because as we speak right now, the Ohio Republican Party is meeting to pick a new chairman. Now, these are the jobs that are very important, but not very known. Okay, like probably most of you couldn't have named who the outgoing chair of the Republican Party is. Points to you if you knew it was Bob Paduchik. In the November midterms, we all focused on, is J.D. Vance going to beat Tim Ryan? Yes, thankfully. But there were significant elections in other races that, yeah, those are the ones on the ballot that are at the end, and I don't really know who to vote for, and so I look for who's a Republican, who's a Democrat, and I just vote for that person. Or if there's only one name on the ballot, I vote for that person. That would be your central committee positions. And the Republican Central Committee is a very important position because they hopefully are not just rubber stamps to the party. They hold the party accountable. They would be where you would hope things like what happened in the speaker's race would be prevented from happening. That they would communicate to turncoat so-called pseudo-fake Republicans, hey, if you backstab the conservative speaker who's going to get us the backpack bill, protect girls from predator boys in their bathrooms, uh, we're going to make sure you never get to serve in elected office again. The Central Committee, you would hope, would have the power to do that. Well, in this last election, much like the election prior to it, when we made significant gains in school boards with conservative members winning in Dublin and Jonathan Alder and Big Walnut, And a lot of other districts, the Central Committee elections were a little frosty because there were some people who realized that the party machinery in the state of Ohio was swampy, stinky swampy. Okay? Ever driven through Kilbuck? I don't know how people live in Kilbuck because Kilbuck is very swampy. (laughs) Pam, have you ever been to Kilbuck? You know, Pam is shaking her head no. She doesn't know where Kilbuck is. Kilbuck is one of those little charming villages in Ohio, but every time I go through there in the summertime, I'm like, you must not be able to ever step foot outside. You get bit bit to death by mosquitoes. Oh, really? It's nothing but a swamp. 
How but many traffic lights? Uh, no, no traffic no lights traffic in lights. None. Okay. No. I grew up in New Albany. We had three. Well, Ooh. we had three in West Liberty, too. <laughs> there New you go. Albany's grown about a it's, thousand uh, yeah, times more different. than West Liberty since then. That's right. But anyway, the Republican Party in Ohio was kind of swampy because Paducic, DeWine, a lot of people. I'll add Frank LaRose to that list. I'm still waiting for Frank LaRose to call me rather than go behind my back and gripe to my bosses about my right to tweet about his stupid tweets. But at any rate, it was swampy, and the Republican Central Committee aspirants, word of the day, aspirants, people who wanted to be on the Central Committee, really got involved and said, we're going to get in there and we're going to remake the Ohio Republican Party. We're not going to let the Ohio Republican Party endorse candidates in the Republican Party anymore. We're not going to let them advantage people by giving them more money than other Republican candidates. We're going to, here's a refreshing thought, even the playing field and hold people accountable. And that resulted in Bob Paducic getting the Paducic out the door. He got booted right out the door. He can say he was going to do it anyway, but he wasn't going to probably have a very smooth transition if he wanted to stay. So now we have our new central committee and now we have the day's arrival where a new chairman of the Ohio Republican Party will be chosen. And wouldn't you know it, just like in the speaker's race in the state of Ohio, we have a true conservative candidate. And then we have one where we're like, says he's a Republican, but do we really know? So if you're looking for which dog you want to root for in this race, I believe the one you want is Brian Williams, head of the Summit County GOP can't be easy to be a Republican in Summit County. You get the residual stink of Cleveland's Democratic dominance bleeding over into your county. The other person up for it is Alex Triantafilu. And how do I know to pick Byron Brian Williams over the guy they call Alex T? Well, because here's Brian Williams on a Steve Bannon podcast earlier this year. In Ohio, we breed center-right Republicans, and we have a recent record of defeating conservatives in primaries. We defeat them by keeping them out of the race or by keeping them muzzled within the process. The state party shouldn't contribute to that muzzling. He's right. It should not. It should, refreshing thought again, let the voters decide. So now we will see, because they are going to be voting if they are not voting at this very minute, and we will see. The thought is that if Alex T. gets it, uh, that Alex T. and Jason Stevens, your new Ohio Speaker of the House, are partners in crime. They really think it's important to like reach across the aisle and allow Democrats to like redraw the legislative maps in the state of Ohio. Keep the backpack bill from ever getting a reading in the Ohio House so it can't possibly pass. They don't want to ban doctors from giving puberty blockers to minors. They don't want to prevent teachers from letting their LGBTQ uh, flags fly free in the classroom and indoctrinate kids with books that depict graphic sex acts. Those are things that, you know, all in the name of bipartisanship, Eric Stevens, your new Speaker of the House, and perhaps Alex Triantafilou, Alex T for short, would be just fine with. I'm not fine with those things. I'm going to keep fighting. 
honestly, I don't expect to win. But I expect to sleep well. Not just because I have a MyPillow mattress topper and a MyPillow. I expect to sleep well because I will sleep unburdened by a conscience weighed down by the fact that I am a sellout because I will not sell out. I will stand on principle, and I would rather lose and be principled than win and compromise because when I look in the mirror, I don't expect to see, you know, a handsome person staring back at me, but I do expect to be able to face that person in the mirror with a clear conscience, knowing that I stood up for things that are true, things that are good, things that are protective of my daughters, your daughters, your sons. Those are the things that are more important to me than winning. I like winning. I love winning, actually. Would have loved to have seen Ohio State win that basketball game last night. Didn't. I got over that a whole lot faster than I get over the fact that we have 22 Republican House members in the state of Ohio who in November said they were going to back Derek Marin for Speaker of the House, went home, enjoyed a peaceful holiday, because had they said in advance of the holidays, no, we don't want a conservative Speaker of the House. No, we don't want to rein in the teachers' unions. No, we don't want to give parents more school choice. Well, my guess is they would have gone back to their little bergs, and they would have not had a very peaceful holiday. But what kind of penalty will they suffer for that? Well, one of the things that will grow out of today's selection of a new party chair in the state of Ohio is quite possibly a resolution to censure the 22 turncoats. I received last night from several different sources uh, a copy of a resolution, a proposal, a an idea to censure the 22, I'll just read it to you, from the Ohio Conservatives Political Action Committee Facebook page. Call your state central committee member today and demand that they censure the 22 traitors who stabbed conservatives in the back by teaming with Democrats to elect a moderate Speaker of the House. Republican voters do not support backroom deals, handing legislative victories to Democrats. The Ohio Republican Party must act. And one of the things, you say, well, it's just a slap on the wrist. It's a piece of paper. What do they care? Ah, well, your Republican Central Committee, if we get the right Republican Party chair in the state of Ohio, controls the purse strings. And if you're, I don't know, Jeff LeRae or Bob Peterson or Bill Seitz, Gene Schmidt, Jason Stevens, or any of the other turncoat Republicans, you could all of a sudden find out that your coffers have run dry because the state central committee and the new party chairman won't give you any money. Well, the encouraging news on Buffalo Bills safety, DeMar Hamlin, continues to get better. I mean, it's been a tough week for us politically here in Ohio and sports-wise. Ohio State lost its basketball game last night to number one Purdue uh, when Purdue hit a three-point field goal with 10 seconds left. And I thought to myself, 
man, this is not the week that we get a, a three-point field goal that we need when we need it. First, the football team can't get the field goal. Now the basketball team can't stop the field goal or get one at the other end. But and the Blue Jackets are just oh the Blue Jackets oh, goodness are, they are a dumpster fire not getting any better in a beer truck with no brakes going downhill and any other bad analogy <laughs> feel so bad they are for, for but we got guys. Johnny Gaudreau yeah we, we did yeah so we'll Johnny see. hockey oh nice to win anyway uh, Demar Hamlin is no longer on the ventilator he is breathing on his own That's ladies awesome. and gentlemen. And they have taken the breathing tube out, and he is talking to his family. That is fantastic. And, uh, wow, I mean, just, you know, that's that's a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful thing. It's an answer to prayer. But as I said, prayer did not fix this. God is in control. No matter what you pray, the answer doesn't mean, oh, God doesn't exist. No, no, he exists. Sometimes he says no. Sometimes he says wait. Prayer is an act of submission and humility admitting that here's what I want, but I cede ultimate authority to you because you have it, and you have it whether I agree that you have it or not. But DeMar Hamlin, fantastic. And I'm glad, so glad for his teammates. Obviously, I'm glad for his family and everything. Uh, but it would have been um, not unfair because life goes on. When bad things happen, life goes on. Uh, I was, uh, uh, was very privileged to uh, work uh, with uh, my friend Chris Spielman for many years in radio. And... Um, you all know Chris lost his wife, Stephanie, to breast cancer in 2009. And she died on a Thursday evening. And Monday afternoon, Chris was back at work. Not because he didn't care, because he wanted to set an example for his children. That life goes on. And you have to go on. It's not easy to go on. You're not By going on, you're not saying it's easy to go on. You're saying it's necessary to go on. And... Um, I've always been and always will be inspired by his courage and the fact that he realized that, you know, it's not a pity party for me. It's what am I handed? How do I have to deal with it? And how does my reaction impact those around me? And we can hope in DeMar Hamlin's case that this amazing healing will result in the glory being given to a God that in this country we just flat ignore, except when we're desperate. And something happens, and we need it fixed because we can't fix it. So let's pray. Let's pray. For instance, here's here's a way that we just turn our back on God all the time. We have a cesspool of politicians who lie. Oh, I know you're like, well, breaking news, Bruce, politicians lie. There are stages to lying, okay? Usually, when someone lies to you, I mean, I think you aren't aware they're lying, Okay. That's not the kind of politicians we have now. We have politicians now who lie about things you know are lies. While they're saying it, while the syllables are coming out of their mouth, you know they are lies. Today is January the 6th, 2023. It's the hallowed two-year anniversary of January 6th, the greatest threat to democracy since the Civil War. That's a lie. But they've been telling you that, the Democrats have, because, you know, they love January 6th. I said on that day two years ago, I was doing the show at 5 o'clock, and I remember in the first block I said, this is horrible, this is awful, this shouldn't be happening. And one of the reasons why this is awful is not just because it is egregious for American citizens to attack the symbol, one of the symbols of liberty like our capital. One of the reasons it's really awful is because at this very second, AOC 
and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer were in their office, not huddled under their desk, fearing for their life. They were wherever they were, gleefully rubbing their hands together, going, yeah, baby, it worked. Look at these people. We'll never let them live this down. And they haven't. And case in point today, they held a ceremony on the steps of the Capitol to commemorate this horrible, awful, terrible. Don't we normally commemorate things that are good? But not in this case. Well, it is good for Democrats. So back to the whole lying about things you know are lies. Here's Hakeem Jeffries, who's left of the most left-leaning Democrat. He's a train wreck disaster, but he's their minority leader now that Nancy Pelosi has retired. Kind of, sort of. She's still pulling the puppet master strings up the back of his sport coat, I am sure. But listen, listen to Hakeem Jeffries here. Lying by commission and lying by omission. As a result of the events on January 6th, the lives of five heroic officers were lost. Mm, really? Another brave Capitol Police officer lost his life defending the Capitol on April 2nd, 2021. Oh, now... Let's tackle the five officers, first of all. That is not true. No officers lost their lives. None. Zero zip nada on January the 6th. They, a couple of them died from strokes, heart attacks, stress. Maybe. I'll say, did the events of January 6th contribute? I will not dispute that. But to say they died because of what happened or to say they died on January 6th is a lie. And you know it's a lie or you should unless you're a Democrat and you won't admit it. But did you notice how he added that other officer who died in an attack on April 2nd, 2021? What is that? Oh, well, let me tell you. Because, Please I mean, do. the the, the, the takeaway from that is, and then these wacko Republicans came back on April the 2nd, 2021, and they're back at it. We didn't crush them the first time, and they're killing more police officers, right? That's why he brings it up. He uh-huh. brings it up to make what he's already invented that is a lie— sound worse because we lost five on January the 6th, 2021, and we lost another one three months later. Yeah, we did lose another one three months later. Do you know how we lost another one three months later? We lost another one three months later when 25-year-old Noah Green, a black nationalist, rammed his car deliberately into a barricade outside the U.S. Capitol. He was... An extremist who held viewpoints advanced by the Nation of Islam and other black nationalists. So Hakeem Jeffries left that part out. Just throw it all together. Oversight. Yeah. Total oversight on Hakeem Jeffries. Three star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to, he understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.